Hi and hello and welcome to the first edition of First Time Long Time. I'm Nathan Chen, also known as Loud City, along with my co-hosts. Hey everybody, I'm Roman Peregrino, also known as Moose. And um, just to introduce myself, I'm a fan of the Bay Area sports teams. That's Giants, Niners, Warriors, and Sharks. Oh yeah, I probably should have mentioned what, <laughs> what teams I'm a fan of, all the D.C. teams. So as you know, um, my mind is not always in a good place with the Nationals, Capitals, Redskins and uh, Wizards, and also Mystics and DC United. Oh, and uh, I'm Talerski. They're going to insist on calling me T Dog. Yeah, we're yeah. not about you that. You are T Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we are live talking about the, the uh, best time in sports and taking your calls. Seriously, boys, I think this is the best time in sports right now. The hockey season's underway. The NBA is coming soon. The NFL's in full swing, and your Washington Mystics are in the finals today. But let's be honest. We're here to talk about postseason baseball. And, uh, ooh, looks like we have our first caller. Caller, go ahead. How's it going, guys? Tristan here, uh, long-time fan of the show. First-time caller, long-time listener. Um, I'm uh, from the L.A. area, so I guess I'll say my team's Dodgers. Uh, Lakers, Rams, and the Anaheim Ducks. All right, so so we got a Dodgers fan and a Nationals fan in the room. Wonder how this is gonna go. And uh, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about our series and uh, Game Three coming up tonight. Got Anibal Sanchez on the hill up against Hyunjin Ryu. This is gonna be a challenge for the Nationals. I I, I think I think if Anibal has one of his great games, um, we're in good shape. But if we start seeing guys out of the bullpen in the fourth and fifth inning with our bullpen. We might run into problems. What are your thoughts? Right. So I'm I'm like pretty nervous and confident at the same time because I I do believe that I actually think that whoever wins this game will win the series. Um, if the Nats win tonight, they have they have Scherzer going tomorrow, and then Strasburg game five uh, or Corbin, I guess. But either way, probably they, They're probably feeling pretty good. Um, Dodgers, I think if they win tonight, like. The offense hasn't really been clicking so far. If they if they can get the bats going tonight, uh, I think the Nationals are screwed. Yeah, but um, I mean, it, it'll it'll definitely be tough right. matching up against. It, that it, it could go either way because uh, we discussed before this before recording. But but Sanchez had two starts this year against the Dodgers, one really good start, seven innings, one run, and then one of four innings and three runs, I believe, um, and he. He, in a way, does match up well against the Dodgers because they they have tend to have more success against righties with who are like throwing harder, um, like power pitchers. But that's not what Sanchez is. No, no. Um, but he, the Dodgers' offense like also matches up really well against him because they're just going to be lefty, lefty heavy tonight. Yeah, for um, sure. And I, we can argue this also, but I think pretty undeniably have the best lineup in the National League, and. I don't think that this bodes well for Sanchez tonight. It, it it's certainly going to be tough, um, but I think that to sort of to sort of counter our the Nationals' one big weakness, we've started to see um, a lot of unconventional bullpen usage, mm. and this is and this is something that the Nationals have talked about. The Dodgers, Dave Roberts has talked about it uh, coming off the World Series last year with the Red Sox. We saw a lot of starters in in the pen. And this sort of unconventional usage, all hands on deck. I, I just want to hear your thoughts using that in game two, especially, um, especially burning Scherzer for an inning and pushing and maybe pushing back his start to game four. I just want to hear your thoughts. What does everybody? Think? I, I, I think it's a good idea to have your best pitchers in the highest leverage situations, 
And if you're concerned about your bullpen, then you should put your starters in. That's how you ended up with Nathan Uvaldi throwing a ridiculous number of postseason innings, like, from the bullpen. Mm -hmm. I think he only started twice, like, in the whole postseason. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was one of the most important parts of the Red Sox winning the World Series last year. So I think it's the right move to get Scherzer in, but if someone's a starter, they should be in for more than one inning if they're coming in in relief. Um, I think it was kind of silly to just burn him for it to get three outs. Well, the thing with that is uh, that I, Scherzer made it known that he only had one inning in him if he was going to start game four, and he had the wild card previously, and and he was fantastic in that in that one inning, striking out the side, 14 pitches, fastball touching 99. So I, I think that... If they had gone with a different starter, then perhaps they could have gone multiple innings, but Corbin was unavailable. Strasburg obviously started, so uh, so they might use that multi-inning approach that you're talking about um, later. And, you know, these guys are pitching bullpens on their off days anyway, so this isn't crazy amount of work for mm-hmm. Scherzer to add in there. And, you know, I think it works best for a team like the Nationals because you know you have still have Corbin and Strasburg in rotation if you want to be using Scherzer as a relief option. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't see this being a trend. I don't see Scherzer really coming out of the bullpen that much for them. I mean, obviously the starter in the bullpen has been a big thing since going back to 2014 when Madison Bumgarner, um, had his legendary game seven performance. Um, but I think it's necessary for the way this bullpen is looking. Hudson's been looking good for the Nats. Um, that's been a really good pickup, a really good option relief. But besides that, you really can't trust any of those guys. They, you know, Suero, Doolittle, they got they got some good pitchers, but from day, game to game, Scherzer is the best option yeah. out of if you can get an inning out of him, that's the best option. So, right. the, I think the important thing that you touch on is that it for this team, it is it looks like the right decision. Um, when you have the bullpen that they do, another team may be a different story, but I think if we're to judge if if it was the right move or not, it really is going to come down to tonight. Yeah, um, because they would have had. They would have had Scherzer going tonight. I, I also want to point out that out of all our relievers, sure, you trust Doolittle and Hudson the most, but their peripherals have not been good. Like, Do you really even trust them? I don't. I, 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 can't, <laughs> I can't even say I trust Daniel Hudson. Like, the, the ERA is, you know, south yeah, of two, yeah, but yeah. the FIP is 3.53. The expected FIP is over four. And for Doolittle, it's over five. Like, these guys are not ground ball pitchers at all and their strikeout rates are going down so i worry about doolittle and hudson i i don't i can never understand this narrative of okay we can definitely trust them for sure because they just happen to be getting lucky i think but especially in you know the post in a, in a tournament setting in a, in a postseason you know you've got to have some of that luck and you got to place your faith in some guys or else you sure need a lot of I mean, I, I, the thing is like who else i mean besides scherzer i guess yeah i know <laughs> and you i know, mean like corbin i think tonight. the nationals some of the national success is really going to come down to what Davey Martinez can do with that bullpen because, I don't know, I, I at least think there's a clear managerial difference in this series. <laughs> Dave Roberts, um, while he hasn't been able to get the Dodgers over the hump, he's been a fantastic manager, fantastic Absolutely. with with the building that staff and keeping them all ready to go. Um, so I liked Martinez's call last game. Um but he's going to need to do a lot more mixing and matching to okay. even get them to the next round. He's had a lot of questionable calls over the last couple of years, calls that might have cost him his head. But he, but the one thing that Davey Martinez brings to the table is just this almost stupid but relentless optimism. And it's and the players the players in that club has love him. They would run through a brick wall for him. I, I think that that's, that's really understated in his impact 
like since he's arrived on the Nationals, and it's becoming it's becoming more and more palpable, especially as we've seen the Nationals go on this ru- la- like run that's lasted the final two thirds of the season. So, uh, so I think Martinez maybe he's not the most innovative. They don't really like to platoon guys a whole lot, but what he brings to that clubhouse is energy and infectious optimism and trying to get guys that can do that as well. Sanchez is one of those guys. Gerardo Parra is another. This is a really tight-knit group, and this is a group that loves to have a lot of fun when they play, and they bring a lot of fun to the fans as well. But they aren't, I don't know, this series, they aren't bringing the fun necessarily. they got to start hitting. They do. Um, and it's like Rendon and Soto like need to step up, or else this team's going nowhere. That's for sure. I mean, I mean, yeah. It's, a lot of it is a little bit too much aggression at the plate too. Like you definitely saw it more in game one where they had nerves. They're swing. They're like they're swinging at the first pitch, chasing a lot of, chasing a lot of pitches outside the zone. And so they cleaned it up a little bit game two. But it'll be interesting to see their response in game three, especially in front of the home fans. What do, What do you expect from Ryu tonight? I I expect I expect Ryu to be the dominant version of himself that 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 we all know. Yeah. Uh, he had a little bit of a slump going going down the stretch, but Hyunjin Ryu is a veteran pitcher who knows how to mix his pitches well and doesn't rely on sp- on speed to blow you away. Mm-hmm. He is he's got a lot of he's got a lot of tricks in his arsenal and it'll be a challenge. Um, do you want to do predictions? Go around and do predictions, and then we can move for on. the game or for the series. Um, series, series. I'm yeah, saying. definitely. Yeah. Dodgers in four. Ooh. I think Dodgers in five. They'll win tonight, lose tomorrow. I think Dodgers in five. I gotta go Nationals in five. I if if we line up Scherzer and Strasburg for those final two games and we lose, then you you know we went down swinging, and that's and that's all we can say, I guess. Yeah. The Dodgers are a very talented team, and it's. And it's a monumental challenge to beat them three out of five games. Um, and you made a great call, Tristan. This game is really what's going to yeah. be huge. Yeah. Last thing before we move on is that I actually feel like Nationals in four is more likely than Nationals in five, though. They win tonight, and then they got Scherzer on the bump tomorrow. Dodgers could, like, it's totally possible, being Definitely. realistic, that the Dodgers lose in four games. But, yeah. So, moving on to um, their whoever wins this series, their possible opponent. We're looking at the Braves and the Cardinals. Um, and um, and so we got a one matchup coming today, Mike Soroka and Adam Wainwright. That should be a good matchup. Soroka's really took the league by storm this year in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Wainwright, obviously the, the veteran. Playoff baseball back in St. Louis. It's been a minute, um, and they always seem to pull off some devil magic out there. Yeah. Um, so. I'm just wondering what you guys are thinking. I haven't been able to watch any of this series. Tristan, you have. What are your yeah. thoughts um, coming into this game today? So I watched I watched almost all game one and then like half of game two, but it it has looked pretty sloppy. A lot of, a lot of errors in game one. The infield defense is just like horrible on both sides. It didn't really look that much like playoff baseball. It looked more like April baseball or spring training <laughs> baseball. Uh, but I think. I think tonight is going to be a really good game with this pitching matchup we got coming up. I don't even know where to go with my prediction here, but I guess I, I think with playoff baseball, you've always got to, um, you know, you value experience here, and I think Wayne Wright is going to show up tonight. Soroka is his first playoff start. Um, could get a little bit bumpy, I guess. I think the and the, and the Cardinals are home, so yeah. I think the Cardinals got it tonight. Yeah, the heartbeat's definitely up there up for Soroka, especially like you said, first playoff start, and Wayne Wright 
had a really good stretch run. The, these last couple months, he's been pitching ex- extremely well. And I remember he he pitched he pitched great against the Nationals back in back in mid September. And so so I I probably have the Cardinals for this game too. But uh, it's important to remember that the Braves have a lot of depth up and down their lineup. They are very very strong. Leading leading off with Ronald Acuna. And having Freddie Freeman and Josh Donaldson in the in those three and four spots, Ozzy Albies in in the two spot. I mean, that that sets the table. That's that's a really really potent and powerful combination. And I, I don't know, guys. I'm not going to count out Soroka tonight. Um, I kept expecting him to blink all season. Um, I kept expecting him to you know get a little bit of that arm fatigue going, throwing mm-hmm. up more innings than he has before. Um, but he really hasn't, and he's really come out and pitched like a veteran uh, this year, and he has the stuff. And I got to say, when you're looking at the, the Cardinals lineup, it really doesn't stack up to the Braves. You know, sure, they pull fair. these guys out of their lab, like Tommy Edmond, and <laughs> I don't know how that works out. But, you know, I think, I think the Braves definitely have a, a, a lineup uh, up over them. And I, I, I don't know, guys, I'm a big manager guy. Um, and I like Snicker um, a lot. Um, obviously, this is Mike um, Schlitt. Schilt. 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 <laughs> first postseason um so i i think i'm gonna give it to experience in a different way and i i mean we, we'll talk about the whole series in a minute mm-hmm. but um i think tonight i think soroka will come out and show the world what uh because i mean atlanta's a big market but in baseball terms not many people are watching the braves so i think he's gonna show the world what he has and he's gonna he's gonna chase the minds tonight i don't know i i think that Game one in this series was not good for the Braves to no. go up big and then lose like that. Um, I think it can be hard to shake that. Um, and I think that while they've got the offense to be able to win this series, uh, they need to be more consistent and they can't play emotionally. Um, you know, we see it ourselves, you know, the voice softball team plays <laughs> it goes it goes with the emotions. If we have a if we have a bad inning in the field, we're gonna you know, side will be struck out. That's just how it goes and the Braves have kind of been playing like that of late, and that's not a good thing for a team, um, especially when you're coming up on the third starter. Uh, for the Cardinals, you got to try and be able to pull a win out here. And I think, like Tristan said for the last series, like this this series, I mean, every game is the most important game, but I think the winner of this one will probably take it. Yeah. So uh, do we want to go around the horn for predictions? Yeah, let's just be quick. I'll take Cardinals in five. Double magic. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I think that the Braves will step up. They're the better team. I think they're gonna uh, win in five. I think um, it's tough because I the Braves need to win tonight. I don't trust Julio Tehran that much right now. He's looking to be their fourth game four starter. But when you got someone like Freed in the bullpen, uh, ready to go, I think the Braves have a lot of a lot of pluses. So I'm gonna give it to the Braves in five. Braves are the better team, I and it's and you just look at that St. Louis lineup. Nobody really has a WRC plus greater than 120 except for Tommy Edmonds. So the the talent disparity is just a bit too much for me to overcome. So I'm gonna have to go Braves in five. Well, you know we've all kind of had some differing opinions <clears throat> on how these series are gonna end up. I'm feeling like moving to the AL now. I think <laughs> I think we all know. We all we can all be pretty confident in how these series are going to end. Um, so obviously an off day today for the AL. Moving back um, going to Minnesota, going to Tampa Bay as the Rays and Twins try to, try to save their seasons. Um, let's start off with the Yankees Twins. Um, 
It's been rough, guys. Wow. It's been rough to be a Minnesota fan. Um, they had a fantastic year. That can't be denied. Um, guys like Kepler, Polanco, they really stepped up. Mm-hmm. Really, really pushed their team to new heights. Mitch Garver. Um, Mitch Garver. I don't even know how that happened. Um, but the Yankees have their number. The Yankees have always had their number. Um, they ha- Twins have been in a terrible postseason rut. Now they're going back to Minnesota. Their fans, they're going to be pumped. They got Jake Odorizzi on the mound, um, an all-star this season. A little controversial. He wasn't the Game 2 starter, but I like having him on the mound in Minnesota. Um, but I was wondering what you guys think. It's uh, Odorizzi and Severino pitching um, tomorrow. What are your guys' thoughts on, on this matchup? Um, yeah, I, I really thought coming into this series that this was going to be close. Um, the Yankees, I was thinking Yankees in five before it started because they had like sort of stumbled into the playoffs. Um, and with the Twins' offense, I thought they'd be able to match up. But it just hasn't been competitive at all so far. Um, Odorizzi and Severino. Severino has, I think he had a couple bumpy starts, but also showed dominance in a few of them. Um, I think he comes out tomorrow, throws really well. Um, it might not be a blowout like the first two games, but I think the Yankees are going to end it in three. Um, I'm feeling a gentleman's. I mean, it's it's a it's a five game series, mm. but a gentleman sweep. They're the Twins are going to win this first one at home, but they can't do it. Also, let us take this opportunity to remind everyone that Yankees fans are classless for chanting Uber at Randy Dobnak mm, yeah. the other night. That's guys, that's yeah. messed up. Like, the guy is playing minor league baseball and not making any money, and you're going to make him feel bad for having a side hustle because minor league baseball is messed they, up. They get exploited. I, I I don't want Adam Eaton on my team. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Rather have Gerardo Parr there. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely agree. Uh, I think that going back to the game, though, it's – it's definitely going to be tough for the Twins. Like they're they they just don't have they just don't have the playoff experience that playoff metal to to match up and uh, and their their starting pitching's really really having a tough time against against an, again another really really powerful Yankees lineup that's start that's starting to get a little bit healthier too. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I I I couldn't. I couldn't see it going well for the Twins. No, I mean the Yankees just have power up and down the lineup. There's no, there's no weak points at this point. Um, like you said, they're finally getting healthy. That's a big boon for them. Their rotation's looking good. Um, I'm a little bit at Severino, um, given the shortened season he has. Um, and I'm a big Odorizzi guy back when he was even with the Rays. So I definitely think they win tonight. Give Minnesota something to smile about going into the off season, but. There's no way. The, the Twins just don't have There's no way. I mean, they got good players. They got Sano. They got Polanco. But mm-hmm. there's just no way for this to end well for Minnesota. So, I mean, my prediction is going to be um, Yankees in four. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have to go with that, too, Yankees in four. I, the, the emotion will be there for Minnesota for game three. And I, I, th- I think they can carry that to, to one win, but they can't carry that to three in a row yeah. against the Eagles. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. They can't pull three off in a row. Yeah, I, I think a Yankee sweep is totally on the table as well. Um, so, like I said, all in agreement. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's all, it's gonna be the Yankees moving on to the ALCS. Um, the other, other series, uh, we got the Astros and the Rays. Uh, pitching matchup coming up next game is is gonna be a good one. Zach Granke, Charlie Morton. Very exciting. That's two of the best starters in the league right there. Um, and Rays down 0-2. It hasn't been in my mind. 
the they, the Rays and Astros have been closer than the Twins and the Yankees, but it almost seems to me like the Astros have been more dominant. You know, with the way that they've been pitching, like I there was never a point in these games when I thought the Rays were going to win. They've been keeping it close, but I, I just this this top three of Verlander, um, Cole, and Granke just top to beat. If anyone wants to jump in and talk some Garrett Cole, um, I'm going to get <laughs> yes. that going. I think that despite uh, the move towards some what we might call unconventional bullpen usage, if you've got three starters who can go seven-plus innings every single time they go up um, and you know be throwing 100 into the seventh inning and into strike that, yeah. Strike off 15 batters. Like, ridiculous. It's, I mean, what are you saying? I mean, and then to have Roberto Osuna like, on the back end, like – it's it's going to be tough to beat the Astros in the playoffs. It's just tough to beat the Astros, period. I mean, it's not only Osuna on the back end. It's Will Harris, Ryan Presley, some some of the best setup men in the league. And and I, I, I saw a tweet that, that that was talking about, like, comparing the Astros hitters and the Astros pitchers to some, great, to some like, all-time greats. Since August 1st, the Astros hitters have sort of averaged across the board uh, – similar stats to Ken Griffey Jr. over a career, and the pitchers have resembled Tom Glavine or, or some, something ridiculous like that. And I, you, you look up and down their lineup and in their bullpen, and they're just, like, there just isn't a weak spot. I, I could not point to a weak spot, and it, it would be very, very, very difficult to take, like, a game against this series, against this team, let alone a series. So I don't know. How, is there anyone that could beat the Astros? No. Uh, no. I think the Yankees no. and Dodgers both have chances to beat the Astros. Yeah, I say they have a like, chance, you but <clears throat> you say like zero percent chance. I I think it is it is cut and dry. The right. Astros are going to win the World Series. But like I said, I mean, like yeah. I said before that we started recording today, the 2012 San Francisco Giants, led by Barry Zito in Game One of the World Series, beat Justin Verlander, beat Max Scherzer, beat Rick Porcello. This is a this is the postseason, you know. Right. And I, like I, you said, anything can happen. That doesn't mean anything will happen. But I don't think we can we can crown them just yet. Yeah. Um, but before we finish up, I I don't want to give um, I want to give the Rays a little bit of credit for getting here. They won a big AO wildcard game against the A's. Um, I I I mean I'm we're all kind of A's supporters here uh, in a way. We all thought they were gonna have it, but the Rays just consistently come back. You know. Tampa Bay is not the greatest market to play in. Um, Their stadium is a nuclear waste dump. And, but they find a way to consistently be winning 95, 96 games. And, you know, they have a good team. They got Tommy Pham out there. They got Kevin Kermeyer. They got Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows. Beast, the, yeah. the Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now trade for uh, Chris Archer. Looking worse every day for the Pirates. Um, not that not we need to Bob. dump on the Pirates any more than they already and dumped on themselves. <laughs> not to mention them trading away Garrett Cole and Neil Huntington still has a job. Yeah. So, um, sorry Pittsburgh fans, but um, you know, I I'm just gonna. There's no way the Rays win this series. It's not happening. But I think there's a zero percent chance on that. Yeah. They they did <laughs> they did good to get here. They have a good team. They won a big wild card game. Um, they're still set up for the future, but it seems like they're always set up for the future. Um. I'd like to see them break out one of these years, um, but I think they're just running into a juggernaut yeah, right they now. They just got a tough draw. Yeah, there's like nothing they could do about that. And something that's really that's that I feel is worth noting as well is the Astros. Like we think, like they're this juggernaut now, but you know, five years ago 
one of the worst teams in the league, right? And so the Astros are a really, really good example of building the right way. Yes, you suffer those, like, three-plus seasons of 100-plus losses, but it is worth it for this. And Astros fans have every right to be happy and proud of their team. And, you know, yes, they have built it up the right way, and yes, they have spent a lot of time, but they've made some mistakes too, you know? Mark Appel, Brady Aiken, like these are number one overall picks. Aiken didn't even come to the Astros. Um, that did not pay off. You know, obviously they struck right with Correa at the top of his draft. But, you know, this the Astros are really good in showing, you know, fans of teams like the Orioles or the Tigers, you know, who think that there's no way out of this. That, you know, you just got to put get some luck together and, you know, you can you can start making a run yourself. I gotta throw I gotta throw in a bit for my man Mike Elias. He's the G, he's the new GM of the Orioles. He uh, he was the assistant GM of the Astros in '17 when they won the World Series. Largely credited with taking with taking Correa at the top of the draft in 2012, and a, and an alum of my high school. So, wishing a lot of success for him and the Orioles. <laughs> and Adley Rushman looks good, man. He's he's a generational catcher back there. Um, so do you guys do you guys want to go around and make an Astros <laughs> prediction? Um, I'm saying sweep. Bring out the brooms. Yeah, it's done. I'm actually going to say Rays in four. Okay. I don't think Gr- – Granky is, I think, a notch below Verlander and Cole. Yes. I think we, we can all agree on that. Yeah, um, sure. Morton pitched really well in the wild card game. Um, I think they're going to come home with, with some crowd – which will be better than the usual crowd, um, and come away with one tomorrow. And I, then, so did they say who would be the Game 4 starter for Houston? Um, You're not seeing anything no. yet. I don't think they've announced that, right? No. Does it matter? It might, if it's not Cole or Verlander. I don't, I don't think they're going to. I mean, I think it, I don't know. If I... I think um, I can't remember his name. They they talk. It's not going to be Miley. They moved Miley to the pen. Um, Jose Urquidy. Yeah, that's who it is. Okay. That's who tentatively. But I could see if the Rays beat them and they seem to be getting some momentum, asking Verlander to jump back. <laughs> uh, yeah, out there. I don't know if this is like insane, but I think there there is a chance that this goes to five games. I don't think the Rays will win it because Verlander would be pitching in Game Five if he doesn't pitch Game Four, but. If the Rays can win tomorrow, and then uh, Game Four, if Verlander's not pitching, is anybody's take? I think could go five. I think something to keep in mind too is that this might not necessarily apply for this series, but especially for the next one, uh, for the Astros, Justin Verlander has been more susceptible to the long ball than he ever mm-hmm. has in his career, and that that is something to that is a very very minor concern right now, but it's something to keep on the back burner, especially if they're if especially if they end up going against a really, yeah. really powerful Yankees lineup. It's, it's not that much of a problem I think against the Rays. They don't really have any huge power hitters, like slugger type guys, but going up up against the Yankees will be a problem. Alright, and that's that's all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you, Tristan, for for giving us a call. We know we know you're a big fan of the show. Long thank time you for having listener. Me. It's been a long time. Long time listener. And uh, yeah, so we will see you all next week.